Good evening, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to our midweek service, our podcast here at the Livingstone Apostolic Church. Um, we're going to open up with the word of prayer, so let's all uh, come into agreement together in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, again for this opportunity to be in this place. God, to call upon your great and holy name. We thank you, Father, for, amen, your faithfulness, Lord, for your, amen, your mercy, your grace, your loving kindness. And, Lord, we ask that you would look down upon us, O oh God, as we come before you, Lord, at this time, that you would minister, Lord, to all the hearts, Lord, that are out there, all the people of God, Lord, and all those, Father, who are in need at this very time, O oh God. We pray, Lord, that your word minister to their hearts, Lord, give them strength, give them hope, give them faith. Lord, lift them up, O oh God, and I pray, Father, that you will strengthen us, Oh, Lord, help us, O oh God, that we can be able, Lord, to put our trust in you. So we ask you, Lord, to bless this podcast tonight, this service, Lord. Bless our worship and bless the ministry of your word. God, we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Thank you.
Thank you very much. Amen. I'd like to greet everybody this evening. That wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And uh, <clears throat> thank God that he has blessed us and given us another day that we can live for him, we can serve him, we can worship him. He is a good and faithful God. And as the scripture says, you know, he is the most high God. He is the only God. And he is the true God. So I'm so I'm thankful to be able to have that understanding. I know who God is. Praise God in his name. Amen is Jesus. So, uh, you know, we're living in a, in a time where right now, of course, it's been like that the past few weeks when all this commotion is taking place uh, all over the world and then here in our country and now our cities, our communities and all this. And, but, you know, I thank God that we Amen. Can come to him and and we can come in faith, believing. Uh, that's a privilege we have. Something to be able to have a God we can come to, we can seek, we can put our trust in, we can lean upon, because he is there. Amen. He is there. I want to greet everybody. I want to greet all the saints of the Livingstone Apostolic Church. Uh, you're probably at home listening. We'll be listening to this podcast. I want to greet everybody in Jesus' name. And I know <clears throat> from uh, texts I've been getting that uh, receiving that a lot of people uh, miss the fellowship, miss the weekly activities, and I. I concur with you. It's something that uh, when you're so used to doing it, and then when you are unable to do it, it definitely is uh, you know a lot of uh, a void. But just remember, we we have uh, His Spirit abiding in us, and now is the time for us to uh, take this opportunity to strengthen ourselves. <coughs> Right now, your home should be a worship center. Your home should be a house of prayer. Your home should be the holy ground that he is able to abide in where you are. So I'm, you know, it's, it's something until that time when we can uh, come together in the future, whenever that will be. But I believe God is doing the work right now as we speak. And the Lord is working. He's moving. And we just need to be able to have the eyes to see that. And of course to have the ears to hear what he is speaking to us. Because I believe God is going to use this to reach out to many, many souls out there. And uh, of course we're already seeing that. We're seeing... Uh, reaction and response to this crisis in our country and all over the world. People are beginning to really think about their 
well-being, not just their physical, but I believe their spiritual well-being. So this is a time when there is a lot of soul searching that is going on and which is, I believe, is something good because uh, obviously good can come out of all of this. And um, as the scripture says, that we can make good out of evil. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm glad to be in this place tonight. And uh, of course, I'm going to share with you, uh, encourage you in the word tonight. So if you have a Bible, <clears throat> you can turn with me in your Bible in the, in the book of uh, Luke chapter 18. And we'll be reading verses uh, 1 down through 8. passage of scripture I believe everybody is pretty well acquainted with and uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get started and the scripture says in verse number 1 in Luke 18 1 and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint saying there was a, in a city a judge which feared not God neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? And tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. I want to focus my attention on uh, the verse number 1 and verse number 8. He spake a parable unto them to this, and that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And in verse number 8, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. And... Uh, very important for us to understand that God wants us to have faith and, and walk by faith. Of course, the scripture says we walk by faith and not by sight. And that's important for us to understand. Faith. Having faith. And uh, when we talk about faith, and I know uh, I don't mean to be redundant, but... Uh, when we speak about faith and having faith in God, of course, now is the time that all of us, all of us who are God's people and even those who do not know Him, now I believe is the time for us to rely on our faith. Faith is something that we should be uh, looking to right now. And uh, it's really important to to try to understand what happens to us and of course uh, just a simple definition of faith is uh, uh, 
faith is, as the scripture says, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And, and of course, that is a very good uh, illustration of what we are going through right now <clears throat> in our country and um, what we are facing right now with this uh, outbreak, this outbreak of COVID-19. I believe it's a time for us to have faith. And the reason why I say that is because uh, still it seems that there's a lot of uh, panic and there's a lot of fear and, and all this that is basically, you know, uh, the, the response to what is happening. And so I believe that faith is something that is important for us to have right now, something that we should grasp. And uh, when we think about it, uh, having faith and, and believing, of course, like the scripture says, it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we understand that uh, to have faith, we have to believe in something that we cannot see as of yet. And of course, to believe. And of course, one of the, one of the uh, uh, requirements of faith is to understand that he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that God is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So that's one thing about faith. That's, that is a, a benefit of faith is believing that God is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So that's why faith should be something that should be of uh, importance to us, something that should be a priority right now. Of course, all the people of God know this. Everybody knows this. Any, any person acquainted with faith <clears throat> should know this and understand this. And, and um, when we look into uh, the Word of God, and of course, uh, uh, it's tied to the Gospel, as the Apostle Paul mentioned in the book of Romans chapter 1, when he was talking about the Gospel, uh, it's important to understand that faith is introduced to us through the Word of God. That's what the Apostle Paul said. He said in Romans chapter 1, <clears throat> verse number 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. The power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith, to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith so I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to try to understand faith and, and to amen believe and have hope in God because that's what faith is that's what faith consists of but I, I want to remind all of you that know God and that amen know what faith is a lot of times when we say that I have faith, I believe I have faith. And of course we have a confession of faith. We believe and, and because we believe, we obey. I want you to understand something that if you have faith tonight, it's, and when you believe, it's not just believing, it's obeying. You have to obey God and obey His Word for, in order for faith to, to be there, faith to, be, to begin a, a work in you. But I want you to understand something there. Uh, when, we, when we talk about faith, and of course, somebody might ask the question, where and how do we get faith? Well, 
The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse number 17, it says, So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So that's how faith enters into our heart, into our mind, and into our spirit. It makes that connection through His Word. Any kind of knowledge we receive, any kind of knowledge that is introduced to us, intellectual knowledge. I mean, there's so much intellectual knowledge in the world today. Amen. There's so many things that man is trying to connect himself to and, and learn all about. So anytime uh, knowledge comes, it has to be presented to us. And of course, it has to come through uh, our mind. And, and then when it comes through our mind and, and we begin to pursue it, it the, the, the objective is that it can, we can believe what we are, are hearing and we are searching. So it, it becomes a part of us. And we ingest it to where, uh, because it becomes a part of us, we actually begin to live what we are searching, what we are seeking. And, and that's, uh, that's what happens. If, of course, you know, knowledge, that's what, that's what happens to, to people that are searching for any kind of knowledge, any kind of truth. But faith has that uh, beginning in us. When we hear uh, faith, make entrance into us. It comes by the Word of God. It comes by His Word. So <clears throat> we understand. So that is basically what I would call the first dimension of faith. Hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. We can understand that once we are uh, uh, presented uh, the Word of faith, and we understand the first thing that it does is it opens up our Minds it opens up our understanding that there is a God. I'm so thankful for that. Because there is a God. There is a God. And one of the things that uh, the, the Bible talks about God, one of the things that is amazing and one of the things that describes Him is this. The Bible calls Him a living God. Amen. So we know that God is alive <clears throat> and uh, as you know the scripture I quoted to you that what we must believe that he is in other words that God is there that he is alive and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him so here we receive uh, our first introduction into faith uh, now I refer to that sometimes and, and this is just Something that I've understood, you know, in, in my walk with God and how the Word of God came to me, uh, <clears throat> uh, just like any, any other person, I heard it. I heard it, so as a result, I began to really uh, think about what I heard, and I began to examine, I began to search, and I began to ask questions. That's how faith came to me, and so that was the introduction of faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, which, which I like to say is the first dimension of faith. So when we receive that first dimension of faith by hearing the Word of God, you know what we need to do? We need to pursue faith. 
that is not complete faith. Faith, in, when you hear the word of God, that is not complete faith. That's just a part of faith. So when we hear the word of God, what we need to do, we need to cultivate that faith. Cultivate it. In other words, if we're going to receive faith, we need to cultivate that faith so that it can grow in us. And how does that happen? How do we cultivate faith? When we hear faith, you know what happens? When you, when you have faith and you believe that there is a God, you know what that leads us to do? It leads us to talk to Him. It leads us to seek Him, to pursue Him. So as a result, amen, we begin to communicate with God. And that's what the Bible says in, in Jude uh, 20. But ye, but, but ye beloved, building up your, yourselves on your most <clears throat> holy faith. Your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. So in other words, we cultivate faith by praying, building up our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So, so we see that. Uh, here's a good example. Faith without works is dead, yet being alone. That's what James said in the book of James. So he said, he said, I will, uh, I will prove to you, I will show you my faith by my works. So when faith comes, what happens? How are we going to allow faith to, to continue to move in us? It's not just hearing, but it's believing. And so when we begin to uh, uh, pray about faith, and, and, and that's, what, that's what he mentioned in the book of James when he was talking about faith and, and speaking about faith, he, he said, faith without works is dead, yet being alone. So we understand that if we say we have faith and but we don't have works to go along with our faith, amen. Guess what? We don't have faith. It's it's dead. It's 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 not it's not complete. So so we see that. So so I want you to understand. He said, even so faith, if it had not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. So, I believe that's where, when we pursue faith, if we really believe, it's not just hearing it, but we have to put it into motion. How do we put it into motion? We pray in the Holy Ghost. Building up our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So we see that, and that's what James was referring to in, in James chapter 2 when he was speaking about that. And toward the end of the chapter there, in verse number 26, he for, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Guess what? We can hear, but unless we put faith to work in us, unless we pray, building up our most holy faith in the Holy Ghost, guess what? Our faith is going to be dead. So that's why it's important for us. And I like to refer to that as the second dimension of faith. Remember, faith is not complete. You have to hear it. And after you hear it, you have to put it to work. You have to build up your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Those 
are the first two dimensions of faith. Now here comes the third dimension. Faith is not complete. We have to experience all these dimensions of faith. Faith is not complete without this third dimension. And this is the area where a lot of people, a lot of souls, tend to, uh, they're not comfortable with this. It's what we're facing right now as a people, as a, a, as a nation right now. We're facing this crisis, this, this <coughs> epidemic, this pandemic, as they refer to, threatening lives and, and all this. And a lot of people are in the state of fear. And uh, amen. There's a, there's a lot of things going on where a lot of people are being uh, just responding to, to it in, in, in a state of fear. And so, I, you know, here's the thing. <clears throat> Faith is not complete. We can hear, we can build up our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, but faith is not complete unless we experience this, this third dimension. And somebody might say, well, what is that? Well, the Apostle Peter, in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 1, in verse number 7, he said, That the trial of your faith being much more precious than a gold that perisheth. So here we see, faith is not complete unless our faith is tried. Mm -hmm. Our faith is always tried. We are always put to the test. Our faith is always tried. I want you to understand that. Listen to me saints of God, and listen to me, those of you that are out there. It's the reason why God has given us faith. We know that faith is something, it's a powerful instrument for us to be able to succeed, to be able to overcome, to be able to have victory. So he says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth. Let me let me see. Let me tell you something. The trial of our faith is more precious than of gold that perisheth. Nothing can compare. There's no riches in this world. Of course, he's speaking here of <clears throat> gold that perisheth. But there's no riches in this world that is more valuable than the trial. Of our faith. So when you are tried, I want you to understand this. When you are tried, when you are put in that position where your faith is put on trial, let me tell you something. That is something that is very valuable. I want you to understand that. It is more valuable than precious gold than anything in this world. So he says, though it be tried with fire might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So we see that. I believe this is one of the reasons why there are so many things that are going to be come of what is happening to this country. I believe this, you know, uh, I believe that God is going to uh, 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 awaken a lot of people 
who are right now in spiritual slumber, who are in spiritual sleep, not realizing. Let me tell you something. There is hope for any person. During this time, during this crisis, there is hope for all of us. But we have to believe that God will be able to deliver us, to give us victory. But remember, remember, our trade, our faith, is going to be tried. Our faith is going to be tried. You know what's uh, beautiful about this? That the scripture teaches that if you have faith, if you have faith, if you believe, if you believe in the things that you can't see yet, if you believe that there is a God, if you believe that He is rewarder of them that diligently seek Him, if you pursue, if you seek, if you pray, here's the other part of it. I don't believe faith will really be faith unless we have this virtue in us. And somebody might be saying, wow, what are you talking about? Well, if you go there in the scripture in the book of Galatians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul was uh, speaking to the church at, uh, at, at Galatian, at Galatia, and he was, <clears throat> he, was, he was talking to them about, he was trying to get the, 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 the saints there to understand that there was, you know, uh, of course this was a transition period between the Old Testament covenant and the New Testament covenant that was ushered in on the day of Pentecost. And uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, people were still trying to live in the economy of the Old Testament covenant. And so Paul was trying to tell them that, uh, you know, that we're not in that covenant no more. So basically what, what he was trying to do, he was trying to present to them that uh, we're, not, <clears throat> we're not living by works, we're living by faith. And so, in doing so, he was trying to make a comparison. And this, that's what he said in Galatians chapter 5, verse number 6. For he said, for in Christ Jesus, for in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision. So all these, all these things that, you know, a, a lot of believers back then, of course, what, what, what he was ministering to was, he was ministering to the Jewish believers, to those who were Jews, who, who were receiving uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, who were being baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. All that was, uh, was done by, uh, by faith, because they believed. But he said, I want you to understand something. <clears throat> your, your, the, the, the covenant, the Old Testament covenant, it, it doesn't mean anything. And neither does uncircumcision mean anything. In other words, he was talking about the Gentiles. He said, but this is the most important thing that you need to understand and, and you need to grasp. That uh, none of this availeth. It doesn't mean nothing. But you know what means something? You know what is really meaningful to us? And, and, as, and I'm, just, I'm just paraphrasing. He said, it's faith which worketh by love. So in other words, if they did not have that love for God. You know what's amazing? We never even 
loved him. We never even considered him. We weren't mindful of him. Our minds, our hearts weren't set on looking for him or pursuing him. We were lost in our sin. And God, because of his love, like the scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him will not perish, but have life everlasting. So he loved us first before we loved him. But I want you to understand something. When faith is presented to us and we receive faith, you know what faith does? Faith basically allows us to see God's goodness, God's mercy, God's loving kindness, His compassion. And so as a result, what happens? And uh, this is important to every person who professes to believe in God. Our profession shouldn't be just on faith alone. Our profession should be based upon the love that we feel. You know why? Because he loved us before we loved him. So I believe that's why Paul said, but faith which worketh by love. Why is that important to us? Why is that so important to us? Well, for one thing, a lot of people out there in the world today, because of what's happening all over the world and in this country, right now they're in a state of fear. They're in panic. And they can just hope for the worst. They can hope for the worst. But let me tell you something. I'm not hoping for the worst. I'm believing. I'm believing for whatever God wants to do in my life and in anybody's life that wants to give him an opportunity to intervene. Mm -hmm. And if you do, let me tell you something. You're going to find out really how much God does care for you and how much he really does love you. He loved you so much that he spread his arms, his hands apart to take those nails and his feet. That's how much he loved you. He did that for, for you and I. So as a result, because of that love, I have that love in my heart. That love is in my heart. So because that love is in my heart, I do not have fear. The scripture says in 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So you see, that's the reason why. That's the reason why a lot of people are fearful. Because they might have faith, but you know what? That might be all they have. You know what's important to have with your faith? The love of God. <clears throat> and when you have the love of God, guess what? That fear is not going to, that fear is not going to overwhelm you. Mm -hmm. You're going to have assurance. You're going to have peace. You're going to have hope. Amen. In Jesus. Mm -hmm. My 
I go back to a time in the scripture in the first book of Corinthians, or excuse me, second book of Corinthians, <clears throat> where the Apostle Paul was speaking about, he was testifying about a time, and you read this in second Corinthians chapter one and verse number, in verses number uh, nine, he said, uh, well, we can back up to verse number eight. He said, for we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia. They experienced some troubles. They went through some trials. And he said that we were pressed out of measure above strength insomuch that we <clears throat> despair even of life. Kind of sounds like what a lot of people are going through right now. It just seems like, you know, a lot of people think they have come to their end. Mm -hmm. What can I do? Let me tell you something. And I'm not trying to speak to you about uh, medical science because we do have some people that are very intelligent, people that are knowing what they're doing, but you know what? Even medical science does not have the answer. What's the answer for what is going on right now in our country, all over the world? What's the answer? I believe the answer is Jesus Christ. I believe that's what the answer is. I believe that is the resolve of our problems, our distress, our trials, our tribulation. I believe that with all my heart. Because we are right now, there are so many, that, like the Apostle Paul said, amen, there are so many that are pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that they even despair of life. That is the situation that so many are in right now. They're in. And some people of God may be in the same position as everybody else. But I want you to understand. Paul said that. He said, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves. Let me tell you something. We should not trust in ourselves. Mm -hmm. Don't put your uh, hope in the arm of flesh. Mm -hmm. Don't put your trust in the arm of flesh. There's only so much man can do there's only so much he can do. That's why I am putting my trust and my hope in God. You know why? Because the Bible says, with God, all things are possible. Amen. So we understand this. So he said, he said, but we have the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead. Wow, what a statement. Even Paul, and let me paraphrase this. Paul said, even if we die, even if we die, he said, I still have hope because I know God. There's going to be a day when there's going to be a resurrection. Mm -hmm. We might come to the end of our physical life, he said, but guess what? When that day comes, when that resurrection day is going to come, guess what? We are going to be united with him. So we see, you know, that's what faith does for us. Faith reaches beyond 
what we could ever imagine. I want you to hear that. I want you to understand that. Faith always reaches beyond what we could ever imagine. And, and that's what Paul was saying. He said in verse number 10, Who delivered us from so great a death. He delivered us from so great a death. And doth deliver. In whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. So, so we see this. Guess what? We are of such, we are of such that, you know, if we put our trust in God, you know what God's going to do? Like Paul said here, he mentioned three things in here. He said, God delivered us, past tense. He delivered us, and he doth deliver us. In other words, present tense. He's still delivering us. Then he says, and yet, and will yet deliver us. In other words, future tense. So we have, <clears throat> we have that hope that whatever we're going to, God is going to deliver us. That is our, <clears throat> that is our hope right now. So I thank God for that promise. I thank God for that promise because that's what we have right now. I think about uh, in the scripture, uh, speaking about faith, and of course, if you're acquainted with Hebrews chapter 11, you see everything that uh, the writer in Hebrews 11 spoke about all those people that went through certain things. <clears throat> I want you to. I want you to uh, study that chapter, research it, because you'll come across uh, these uh, these expressions where it says, and I, it says, by faith, by faith Abel, by faith Enoch, and, and by faith Noah, and by faith Abraham, and uh, through faith Sarah, all this, uh, by faith uh, by faith Isaac, by faith Jacob, by faith Joseph, by faith Moses, and, and all this by faith, and through faith, and by faith the, the harlot Rahab, and just going down through that chapter, and, and uh, as he says, what, what shall I more say? And he begins to name different people who through faith he says, subdue the kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtain promises, stop the mouths of lions, quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, wax valiant in fight, turn to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. <clears throat> so we see... All these talk about what people, what people accomplish by faith and through faith. And so that's why faith should be something that is of importance to us. Because faith will help us to be able, to be able to overcome. So we see that Jesus 
said in that parable, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Shall he find faith on the earth? So whatever it is that we all are going through right now, whatever it is that we all are experiencing, I want you to understand excuse me, that we need faith. We need faith. Because faith is what is going to bring salvation. In closing, I want to read uh, one more passage of scripture to you in Isaiah 12, verse number 2. Look at the prophet Isaiah said, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. How many of you can how many of you can say that right now? God is your salvation. You can trust and you won't be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. So, I know what we are experiencing It's a reality. It's a reality that's overwhelming a lot of people. Pray for our leaders. Pray for our president. Pray for all those. Pray for people that are in uh, all the doctors and staff that are having to confront this every day. Pray for all of them. Pray for all those who are affected by this. Of course, there's so many. I want you to understand I believe this is a time that we need to have faith and we need to rise in faith. God can help us to overcome, and He will. He's faithful. <clears throat> As the scripture says, He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So, whatever it is that you may be going through right now, whatever affliction, whatever sickness, I thought to myself the other day, uh, people have been making so much, uh, <clears throat> so much of a of a deal about this uh, COVID nineteen, and that seems to be the priority right now. And I was thinking to myself, well, what about people that are not sick with with COVID nineteen? What about people that are just afflicted with just mm -hmm. uh, uh, just a common cold mm -hmm. or even a fever mm -hmm. or other ailments. I said, what about people like that? It seems like everybody's putting their focus on COVID-19. I thought about that. Uh, I know God is able. So pray. Let's pray. Because I know God can move and 
God can deliver, He can heal, He can save. But we need to put our hope in Him. So let's pray right now. Let's come together in agreement. Let's believe what God can do for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this opportunity that we have had to come into your house to call upon your great name. Lord, to open up your word tonight to receive hope, to receive faith, to be encouraged, O oh God. And I pray, Lord, for a lot of souls, Lord. I pray for your people. I pray for the millions, Lord, who are out there who are going through this suffering, this sickness, oh Lord. I know, Lord, the numbers may be overwhelming. I know, Lord, that there is a lot of worry. There's a lot of fear, a lot of torment, anxiety. Lord, there's a lot of things happening. So, Father, I pray Lord, for your hand to move. I pray that you would intervene, Lord. I hope and pray, Lord, that there are those, Lord, who have never even thought about you, Lord, that never even knew your name, that this would be a time for them to reach out, Lord, to humble themselves. Amen. I pray, Lord, that there may not be any immediate answers Lord, to this, to this crisis. And Lord, I know that man is searching diligently, trying to find, Lord, a cure. But I believe this, Lord, that what you did on that cross when you shed your blood, when your life's blood was poured out upon that cross, Lord, you brought us salvation. You redeemed us. You saved us. You delivered us, Lord, from sin, from death, from hell, from sickness. And as your word says, Lord, that by your stripes, Lord, we were healed. So I stand upon that promise tonight, Lord. I pray for all those, Lord, God, who are out there, who are in need, Lord, of your divine touch. I pray for your mercies, Lord. I pray for God, your grace, for your loving kindness. Reach out, Lord. Reach out, Lord, to the thousands, to the millions of people, God, who are searching and seeking right now. God, we do not know what to do. I pray, Father, that you reach out to them. And, Lord, that your virtue, Lord, your virtue would, amen, come upon them. They can feel your presence, your strength, your divine power. I pray, Lord. Amen. Minister unto us. Minister unto your people. God, we ask this, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let it be done. And we carefully praise you and give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. We'll be out there on the podcast again Sunday evening. God bless. Good night.